So we usually speak with physicians and staff at Deaconess on this podcast, but this month we're grateful to hear stories and experiences from some of our Deaconess patients. Today, as part of a five-part series, we'll go behind the scenes with one member of our Boston IVF family and hear about her journey as an IVF patient. This is the podcast series from Deaconess the Women's Hospital, a place for all your life. I'm Deborah Howell, and our guest today is Jordana Fowler, a patient of Boston IVF at the Women's Hospital. Welcome, Jordana. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I cannot wait to hear all about it. Listen, let's start from the beginning. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to learn about Boston IVF at the Women's Hospital? Well, me and my husband had been trying for around two years to get pregnant and we did like the regular testing and stuff with our OB and discovered there was more issues than what he once thought. So he was going to refer us to a fertility specialist and I had actually been talking to one of my friends who just lives close by and she was starting her fertility treatments around the same time and she was actually the one who recommended me to go to Boston IVF because my doctor was actually going to send me to someone in St. Louis. So Oh, wow. Thankfully, I talked to her. <laughs> Thankfully. And what a, what a pleasure to have a buddy to kind of go through it with together. Oh, I know. We actually had several. I mean, not that it's good other people go through it, but it was actually right. pretty nice to have several of us all to talk to and stuff. Oh, that's so great. Now, can you explain your fertility journey in just a little bit more detail? We'd love to hear your story. Yes. So, like I said, we tried around two years and then did everything, you know, the ovulation test, the temp checking, everything possible that I thought I could do. And we finally went to the OB, you know, because it didn't happen. And he did his routine tests and stuff and then found in an ultrasound that I had dermoid cysts on my ovaries. So he scheduled a surgery to take those cysts out. And then it was during that surgery that he found I had endometriosis. And it was also in my fallopian tubes, which was causing them to be blocked. And he tried to open them up the best that he could, but he said he would refer us to a fertility specialist from there, which is where we went after that. So, Wow. You know, it's a mental thing, and it's also a physical thing. You know, you think, why can't I do this thing that billions of other women just so easily do, right? Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, everyone else, yes, it happens so easy. and. Yeah, I did everything in my power, and I was about to lose my mind. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So can you share the actual outcome of your experience? Yes. So we were actually very fortunate. We had a successful like first round of our like the egg retrieval and the fertilization and everything, 2015, and then we got pregnant right away with our fresh transfer with our first daughter, Nora. And then we had several embryos that we froze to use in the future. It's funny because Dr. Griffin knew from the very first time that I met him that I wanted all the babies I possibly could. I mean, I told him I wanted <laughs> any and all that I could. So, and I think he always remembered that, which he might have thought I was kidding a little bit, but we ended up going back and trying for baby number two when I still had a baby on my hip because Nora was maybe like six or seven months old. I'm not even sure because I got pregnant around when I was, she was 10 months old. So we had, we had another, we had a failed frozen transfer and then we tried again like the next month and ended up getting pregnant with that transfer with our second daughter, Charlotte. So we had 
two girls 19 months apart in age, and I still had to have all the babies that I possibly could. (laughs) So we went back again (laughs) when my middle one was around one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Waited a little bit longer, but not much. And then we, I believe, if I can remember right, we did one transfer and got pregnant right away from that one and had our third daughter, Iris, right before my second one turned two. So wow. we had three girls in about three and a half years. So <laughs> we did try for a fourth and final baby, hoping for a boy, for my husband's sake, but that did not work out. But we were very, very fortunate and blessed. We had three healthy babies through IVF. Just amazing. Just amazing. (laughs) And to think 50 years ago, you wouldn't have had any, probably. Oh, I know. Yes. Thankful for technology and everything else. And how did you find the experience? Uh, Was it a welcoming and warm atmosphere? Oh, yes, it was wonderful. I mean, not that the situation, of course, that was Less not that I wanted that situation, I guess I should say, but just everything, the entire experience was wonderful from the start to the finish. I mean, everyone there was just wonderful and helpful and reassuring. And when you thought you were going crazy, they helped you, Mm, you know, talk you through all of it. And I mean, you know, when you were emotional, they were wonderful for that also. It was wonderful for all of it. It just sounds like they, they really understood you. They heard you. They did, yes. <laughs> yes. And, and they made your dreams come true. They did, yes, three different times. So, yeah, wow. they were wonderful. If you could describe your experiences with the services provided by the Women's Hospital in one word, what would you say? One word is very hard. The whole place, the staff, everything, they're so special to us. If I had to think of one word, I would say compassionate. And I've thought, like, I mean... I've tried to think of this before, like, you know, the best way to describe this place. So I've been a patient there since just shortly after they opened, because I think they opened around like 2014 or 15. I can't remember for sure. So I've known them for the seven years that I was a patient there. And they don't just see their patients as like a number or just, you know, the file. I mean, you're, they know you by the name and you're important to them. And I always felt that way with everyone from the minute I walked into the door at the front desk or if I was dealing with the billing people or the nurses or the doctor, I mean, all of them were just so compassionate from the time, you know, you walked in until the time you left, even when you called and asked them a million questions on the phone. I mean, everyone was so wonderful and caring and you just really felt like they actually cared, you know, Mm, they weren't just there just to make money or anything. You know, they were there to actually help people fulfill their dreams and they were very compassionate. I got to think it's one of the best jobs in the world to help people do that. To, yes, know, really. and I think I actually asked him that, like, one of the first times I met him, Dr. Griffin. And I was like, you know, why is this what you picked? And I think he's, that was something along the lines of what he said, you know. I mean, and I don't remember his exact words, but that is, yeah, I mean, probably one of the most rewarding things. Because those people, people like myself, were very, very, very just eager and dying to get that baby. And when they can do it, you know, it's wonderful. When miracles meet medicine, uh, you know, it's a family thing that happens. Yes, yes. Well, any shout-outs you'd like to give to anyone besides Dr. Griffin at Boston IVF? Oh, goodness. Well, I could sit here and name a bunch of them. There was a few that were there from the very beginning and then all the way up through our third baby. Missy was one of them. She was always there, and I always hoped she would be there anytime I had an appointment because I always just loved her. Amanda was one of the nurses I had for my first 
And then she was gone for my second. And then so she was back for my third. And when I walked <laughs> in and I seen her, I was so just, you know, when you see a familiar face. Yeah. Just relieved. Yeah. And I was very thankful she was there because she was wonderful. And then Marcy was just fantastic also. I called her all the time at the front desk and she <laughs> answered all my questions, even though I probably drove them all half crazy because I was calling <laughs> all the time, as I'm sure everyone does, because there's so many questions you have. And then Lexi was also very, very, very sweet. And of course, Dr. Griffin, I mean, he's a godsend and we're very thankful for him because he helped us have the family that we have now. So I just have to say, Jordana, three girls in such quick succession, plus all the things you need to go through with IVF. You are one strong woman. Oh, you know, every time I thought maybe this will be the boy, maybe this will be the boy. But now I really can't see myself with, you know, anything but girls. But I mean, (laughs) yes, and they're so fun close in age. There's days I want to pull my hair out. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're a blessing. And I'm very, very, very fortunate for them and for medicine, you know, and the doctors and helping create them. So yeah, I come from a family of three girls as well. We did not get our boy either. But my dad says, you know what, that makes me a specialist in girls. I know. Yes. Well, and yeah, (laughs) that's what I always told my husband. I said, one of these days, you will have four women to take care of you. (laughs) And I think that's why I hoped for that boy. So I'd have one to take care of me because they always say boys are the mama's boys and my girls want their dad more so. But that is fine. And I always actually joked with Dr. Griffin there towards when our last transfer ended and it wasn't a success and stuff. I had told him, I said, I'm upset that I'm going to be done with all of you guys because after all these years, you know, I've gotten attached and every now and then me and my husband kind of joke, we're like, well, maybe, which I don't think so, but I always joke and I'm say I I always say, well, I'm pretty sure Dr. Griffin would not be surprised if he came into work and seen my name on his schedule because <laughs> I think he always will know that I would take all that I possibly could. But yes, we are very, very fortunate. And that just says it all right there. Such a heartwarming yeah. story. Thank you so much for being with us today to talk about your journey. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. And for more information about Boston IVF at the Women's Hospital, visit www.deaconess.com B-I-V-F. And that wraps up this episode of the podcast series from Deaconess, the Women's Hospital, a place for all your life. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Deaconess Women's Hospital podcasts. For more health tips and updates, follow us on your social channels. This is the Women's Hospital, a place for all your life. I'm Deborah Howe. Thanks for listening and have yourself a great day.